briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? All right. Hello and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm not used to making eye contact with you while I do this intro. I'm feeling very vulnerable today. Uh, so I'm your vulnerable expert, Taylor. And I'm also in the room, Aubrey. That's right. We're here in the Boom Boom Room studios in New York, which is technically true, even though it's my bedroom. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Coming to you live from New York. Oh. It's the Boom Boom Room. We'll see. We can't steal from them who saturday night live oh i didn't even i never really watched no i'm gonna get hate mail if i say that no i mean it's fine a lot of people don't like saturday night live it's not even that i don't like it i just never really watched honestly it. i only i'm subscribed to them on youtube so i'll just watch clips um i like their weekend update mostly mm. but let's talk about the show this week because i'm gonna burp <laughs> oh no i got it from you and i got it through the <laughs> headphones <laughs> Oh, it's so much worse than when you do it over Skype. It is. Because I, I normally like, can lean away from the microphone, but here there's no point. Also, has Skype been Kleenexed at this point? Because I just use Skype to refer to Discord. No, Skype is like a thing. I don't know. For me, every internet voice chatting is just Skype now. That's problematic. For Skype. Not for me. I guess you're probably just giving them free. Whatever. Anyways, let's talk about this episode. Because... Do we have to talk about this episode, though? Because I think I've taken your job this week. I just didn't feel it. I just, I, this episode's going to be like 15 minutes. So I'm just ready to punch it through. I have a lot of, uh, let's just start. Okay. Where, where so are we starting? We Aubrey? start off with the matchup ceremony. We already have two beams. How many more are we going to get? Well, no, because we don't already have two beams because we watched those first two light up again. Right, it's but something it's we very need to quick. See. I know. But I'll give them because it's like bam, bam, bam. Bam, bam, thank you. And we get to four beams. And we end there. We end at 4B. <laughs> well, also, I like the moment, too, where Cam at two beams is like, no, we don't need any more, guys. Well, please, God, no more exactly beams. That's exactly what Cam wants, because that would mean Kenya and Tevin are a match. And it would mean Cam and Kayla and Callie and Tomas are a match. Fuck, I cannot remember their names. But and I. Honestly, I feel like it was really short-sighted of the group to be rooting for those extra two beams. Because isn't it more information to get two beams? Well, no. It's actually two and four and five. No, two and four and six all give the same amount of information, kind of. But two beams gives you R matches. Four beams give you not matches. And I think R matches is a much stronger result than finding out they aren't. Yeah. Because they aren't matches just means you've eliminated a possibility. Our matches means you've solved part of the problem. Yeah, I get that. And um, we, well, here's one of the things, though, is the not matches. It gives you four not matches because it does, like, exclude them from each other, which is a decent amount. Um, it also will confirm as long as they don't get three beams, which they don't. It means. Tenya. Tevin and Kenya. Yes. Tenya, uh, as we'll call them. From now on. Yeah. Until they leave. Yeah. Which is soon or or more beams means that tenya are a match so okay i'm glad you're able to confirm that right out of the gate because right. that highlights for me my biggest issue yes. with this entire episode yes which is it's pointless yes uh six beams would have been perfect for them honestly because that would have 
gotten three perfect matches that they would now know. I'm going to get you a pop filter. Pop, pop, pop. I'll be right back. Okay, well, I guess I'm here by myself, guys. Um, No, but yeah, no, it was like super fucking stressful watching this episode because the people are just dumb in this house. Like, I just don't know what to do. All right, let's see if that helped you. Throw some, throw some peas at me. Tell me more about perfect matches popping up the penis. Nipples, 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 nipples. <laughs> That's not a plosive, but I'm huh. glad we're nipples. 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 Pull. Pull. Nipple. Okay. Nepal. Where? <laughs> so, so yes. Just to get this out of the way. Yes. So as, as they fucking get the four beams, they fucking even say it that this proves that Tenya is a match. Yeah. Yeah. They say that, and it also means Cam Kayla and Cam and Callie and Tomas are not a match. Right. And the house is like, see, we didn't learn anything. And I'm like, these are two groups that would have sat together every fucking week from now until the end. Right. And that's my thing is like Asia pulls out the power couple my ass, which is funny because like she was right, like power couple her ass. Yeah. But also everybody's acting like the fact that they're not matches is like, this fucking sucks. Like, we got nothing. And it's like, you were going to sit these people together until the end. Right. Like, you've prevented yourselves from losing by refusing to shake it up and also got information and proceed to ignore that information, throw away the useful part, and act on some stupid fucking narrow-sightedness for the entire rest of this episode. Yep. So, I should actually go to my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, so then we go to the post-matchup ceremony, and Morgan has a moment of perfection from me, where it's, I just have a list of quotes that she said. Who? Morgan to Zach. Okay. Which is, I'm emotionally drained, which I'm throwing out as a possible title for this episode, because <laughs> it describes both me and my feelings about the show, and Morgan. <laughs> um... I don't think making out with people and then not telling me is progressing is progressing anything is another great quote. Yep. And finally, I'm not going to do like a 90-10 situation. Also, Tevin suddenly likes this plan now that it's confirmed that he's a match. Because he's a piece of shit. We didn't used to, we used to like Tevin. What happened to him? I guess Kenya did. Well, no, it's the thing is like, what I thought was sort of this charming stupidity and, like, he's pretty, so he never had to be smart, so he never got smart. So what you thought was Lewis. Right. But what, what, I, what I, he's a Gaston. He's pretty, and he uses that in place of charm, intelligence, or anything. And, and the longer you're around him, the more the prettiness fades. I think, I think that's a little harsh for Tevin. He's Gaston. No one drinks like Gaston. No one sucks at Are You the One like Gaston. No one revenge fucks a girl named Jasmine like Gaston. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I couldn't remember anything specific he did, so that joke wasn't going anywhere for me. I'm glad you brought it back. Yeah. Um, And then Zach, in return to Morgan, is like, he's like, I am a piece of shit. And he, like, says that. He's like, I don't want to be a dick to her, because it's like, He's like, I'm hurting her, and she's done nothing wrong, and I feel bad for hurting her. And I, uh, I wrote down, let's see how long this lasts. Well, so it's funny. I sort of plan to go through this in a completely different order, but... Non-chronologically? No. Um, I just, I don't know. 
I'm very discombobulated. Okay, so no, you skipped over Cam and Kayla because they talk before Zach and Morgan do. Oh, that's why I'm fucked up. Yeah, they did. They just said nothing. Well, and that's the thing. This is the part at which I was like, oh, so this is my episode to not give a shit because it's just all the same stuff. It's just all stupid shit this time. Yeah. So Cam and Kayla talk and nothing happens. You're totally right. He's like, oh, I'm so sad I'm not going to be with you. He's like, oh, I'm so sad I'm not going to be with you. But then they're like, oh, but we're going to be with each other. Like, we, we don't give a fuck. We're staying together. I know. They we're going to stay together and try and play the game. Like, I get it. Like, the whole point is to find love and you found it. And it's like, well, what's the point now? Mm-hmm. I guess the money is the point. Right. But All $1,500 annually. So my, my issue getting back on with Zach and Morgan is Zach's apology was so much of, like, a gun-to-his-head apology, it felt like. Where he, he said the words. Yeah. But he's literally saying, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I should not, like, I did not do the right thing. Yeah, I know. My feelings are totally in line with yours and i'm not at all just saying what you want to hear yeah so i can fuck you and fuck callie later mm-hmm. yeah no and like don't get me wrong like i've gone to the point where I, I i've given up hope on him and i just want to make that clear like i'm i i there was a moment earlier in the season where i had hope he might turn around and i've lost that hope for him and i literally was like let's see i like i was like i don't think this is gonna last more than an episode I was like, by this time next episode, he will have done something to fuck it up. And I was right. No, it didn't even take that long. It was like a scene and a half it took him to fuck this up. Well, that's sometime between now and this time next episode. So next we get to Callie. Um, well, Callie and Tomas. Yes. But this was really Callie's this scene. This was Callie's scene. Because uh, she's ready to like cut it off, break it up, and make it happen. She might be a psychopath. Not actually. But I, her, her, first of all, willingness. Second of all, ability to actually proceed with just cutting someone off and turning off your emotions for them. Like, I want to know what trauma that stems from. And that's the thing is like, she seemed very cold. And like, I had this initial reaction of like, ooh, are we like, Callie, what's up? Yeah. Like, you're being really mean. Yeah. But. I don't know. I sort of walked away with the impression that she was being so cold, basically, just to protect her own feelings. Yeah. Like, she's, she's pulling a Sam and pretending she doesn't have any feelings to guard them. Um, and I'm wondering if this is going to circle back around at some point. I, um, or if she actually just managed to turn off Tomas. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't actually get the feeling of, like, oh, she's protecting her feelings. I got, like, this is just what she does. She, and she even said, like, this is, like, with Brett. Like, when I was done with him, I was done with him. And that's true. And uh, if this episode, if we had like a naming scheme that didn't involve using their direct quotes, I would suggest Callius, like Callus. Oh my god, no! I wouldn't do that, even I, if it wasn't. I know, but part of a scheme. I thought about it, and then we get our mo moment. Well, no, because we're not there yet. I wanna, I wanna just feel bad for Tomas for a second. Oh boy, like, he's so sad. He did the best he could with it, and he. I don't know. I'm. I like Tomas now because oh, I went I've into this relationship Tomas. like I love Callie and Tomas is nice to Callie. So I guess I like him too. Now it's like, Tomas, I'm so sorry that Callie did this to right, you. I know. Like he clearly had very real feelings oh, for did. her Poor that were baby. just shattered when she was like, yeah, I'm turning them off for you now. Remember how like I broke up with Brett You're and the then I went and kissed you right away. Well, now it's your turn. I know. When she said that, I 
flinched. I was like, it's one thing to think that. It's another thing to say that to his face. Well, and like kudos for blunt honesty, I guess, because we do criticize these people for not being straightforward enough. But it's well, it's it's it's. But we've strayed into Lewis level territory, which like you could have said roughly that in a such better way. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now bring us to the next one. The Mo moment, as I like to call the it. The moment? Yes, bitch. Queen. Anyways. I like that the four guys just are all like, Mo, like, come on. Like, and he, and he fucking says like, oh yeah, just none of the girls in the house interested me. And it's like, okay, well then why the fuck did you come here? Like, well, and I appreciated too that like, it was really... And I get the impression this probably happens a lot, where they sort of have a little powwow to, like, build Mo up and be like, Mo, like, so what's up? Like, how can we help? Right. What's, your, like, come on, man. Like, let us help you here. Because it really didn't, like, it's, it's obviously that they want to win the million dollars. But also, there's a certain genuine, like, it does feel let like us they, help you, Mo. It please. does feel like they do genuinely like Mo. Yeah, which yeah. I like. And I do, too, I think. I like Mo. He had that weird thing for Asia at the wrong time. He did. But I'm but not going to hold it. that against yeah. him. Like, um, compared to what all of these other people have done, right. to hold that against Mo would be, like, I know. ridiculous. That, I had a moment where I didn't like him, but he's redeemed himself. And Well, because we saw it was a momentary lapse of judgment. Right. It wasn't we a personality him. trait. And he likes Kayla, who's the exact opposite, who's just the nicest person ever. Oh, I love Kayla. Uh, me too. And so I, I like that he's decided he's going to go for Kayla because he kind of likes her. And I support him. Well, and we know she's not match Like, she's no longer a taken girl. Right. Like, this is best case scenario for Mo. And finally, for this night, really, we go to Sam setting up a scavenger hunt for Daniel. It was so cute and so nice. So before the scavenger hunt starts, I'm, I, my, my spidey senses go off. Is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her face? Callie, Callie hanging around like, that. Oh, she's well. Like she's Sam's friend, so she's helping him finish the scavenger hunt because he's a fucking idiot. And the problem is, she's like, if Sam wasn't dating him, I would be. And I was like, that's a bad thing to say because that means she wants to date him now. Yeah. Like, and in real life, that's already risky enough. But in this house, it's sex house. Shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I picked up on that. But in the moment, I was very much like Danny acted like Callie wasn't there yes. for it. And, and I honestly wrote down like Callie is going to do something and lose her friendship with Sam because she's going to like make a move on Daniel and it's going to be super fucking weird is, is sort of my prediction that I had written down, which uh-huh. we'll talk about later. We'll, we'll get to that. But for now, I want I honestly do just want to like. Sam opened up and it was yeah. so cute. And then Danny, like the cameraman is following me now. <laughs> well, and for him, it was sort of like a test, but like, and he was just like running and he was like, oh, oh, oh. he was like, I can't fuck this up. Like it was just very apparent how much he liked her too. And like, he's, he's not also the fucking, I like that the scavenger hunt was like whipped cream, strawberries, get sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, her sweat king coming back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, she even had a line like, he smells so bad. And I love it. And I love it. <laughs> and he got into there and there's rose petals on the bed and she looks fucking hot. Oh, yeah. No, she like. Like her corset or whatever the fuck it was. Like, corset? Was that what it was corset. Corset. Thank you. Like the corset, the panties, everything. Like, girl was smoking. No, she nailed it. Between like the really fun, cute scavenger hunt 
Danny like taking it really seriously and wanting to do a good job and make her happy. And then the fucking sexy pose, like she got it to a she T. Did. She nailed it. Like I literally she... have written down, if they're not a match, I will burn down the MTV headquarters. <sighs> it was just so it was so endearing. It was like the... MTV, please more of this kind of stuff. This made me like the show again for all five minutes that it happened. Uh-huh. This is the kind of stuff we want to see. Yep. I think I can I'm speaking for all five hundred listeners or viewers, watchers. Readers. MTV. Do this more. So then it's the next morning and T Man Terrence arrives. Um and he talks about the date and it's gonna be ATVs, which I didn't even write down at the moment because I was like, I know it's gonna be like four scenes until we get to see it. Like, cause they've started doing it now where he doesn't arrive right before the date anymore, which I don't like. I fell for it. I wrote down like because we went like Lauren presses the fate button, we do our whole thing, which we'll talk about in a second. And then I'm like, all right, we're going on the ATV date. No. No. But let's talk about this fate. So the fate buttons are back. Uh, Fate has been given full priority. Uh, She is picking all the people now. We're we're full. She has been promoted. Yeah. She is no longer just an intern. She is now an executive producer, honey. She is out here drawing names out of a hat and she just keeps drawing till she gets the one she wants girl yeah fate was on maternity leave for a little while but she's back and she's ready to do her whole job of deciding what's going to be interesting so the dates are well hold on no there's there's a process to explaining this i know you want to get through this fucking show but we have a system well Um, i was gonna name the four people no so so lauren presses the fate button and we pull tevin and kwasi yeah um and tevin wants to go with kenya yes which at this point I'm asking, didn't we confirm that they're a match? Like, what does this get us? Yeah. Um, but then Tomas comes up uh-huh. and also presses the button to call Fate, and yes. she'll text them what to do. And it pulls up. Who does it pull up? Kenya and Morgan. I wrote Tevin and Kenya again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it pulls up Kenya and Morgan, and everybody loses it. Like they're so fucking happy about it, and I'm still asking. But what does this get us, actually? And so, it's nothing. So, here's what I'm going to say about this. Um, the fact that Tevin gets picked means that whatever happens doesn't really matter. Because they should put it in Quasi and X. Yes. Because they know Kenya and Tevin are a fucking match. And if they keep them in... Well, A. So, yeah. We're just going to blow our load on this right here, right now. Yeah. Because, like, everybody listening already knows this, too. Right. That we know they're a match. So by sending them in, we not only waste the opportunity to at least get some information on a different couple, even if it's not a particularly likely likely one. Right. It's at least not something we already know. Right. And also, as long as they're in the house, they can't get a blackout. Exactly. They're, like... Insurance. They're a perfect insurance policy for being able to experiment around in yeah. the matchup ceremony a little bit. And so then the, the problem is the other couple is Kwasi and Morgan, who have been on a date before and, and don't, don't like, like each, each other. other. No, they don't. Um, We've laughed at them before, actually. Yeah. And we got it. Yeah. So then Terrence tells them that they're going to be having a party. Because fate fucked this one up. And apparently we need to do something else to make it inter- an interesting episode. Um, so he tells them to, quote, turn all the way up as if that isn't what they do every night. 
Well, after this night, maybe it's not what all of them do. That's the thing. Is this time everyone was turned all the way up. Except, again, we're prematurely blowing our load here. But except for Mo and Kayla, who are apparently drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> love them. That'd I be me. Them. It wouldn't be me, but it would be me after like an hour and a half. I'd, I'd be, be like, all right, good party. Coke. Time to go right. to bed. So I want to just say my favorite part of the party happened at the very, very beginning. So I'm just going to start with it. Is it Mo shaving his back? Yes. Oh, no, that isn't what I was going to say. It is Mo shaving his back. Because he's like, I'm going to impress Ken or Kayla tonight. He's shave, serious. shave, shave. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was going about Quasi still wanting a BBC and um, Jasmine apparently being really into being like a trophy girlfriend. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, she was so fucking into be a trophy which it's like, whatever, know you're pretty, be happy being pretty and shown off, but like, you can strive for more, like, you can be pretty and... Right. She's already pretty. She doesn't have to strive to be pretty. Like, she's, like, people, like, she can be more than a trophy. Right. Like, aim higher, girl. Uh, yeah. Aim higher. Um, also, no, my, uh, my actual favorite part of it all was Lewis flirting with the, 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 the scarf oh dancer, the ribbon dancer. Yeah. This is the first thing he did where I was like, Lewis, please stop. Like, I know you don't mean anything by it, but she's paid to be here. I know. I was like, that poor woman. <laughs> but it was funny. I mean, they had to warn her, like, you're walking into sex house. People are going to yell at you. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't being obscene. He wasn't like, oh, damn titties. Like, no, and he was, he was like, hey, I found my perfect match. Like, hey, baby. <laughs> like, I, I love you. Yeah, no, he was being so Lewis about it. So I forgive him. But, I do. Like, don't, don't harass people who can't leave Lewis. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm just gonna, oh, 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 oh. And then we see Cam and his fucking thong <laughs> covered in leaves. And we get maybe the best quote from him all fucking season. Oh, and what is it? I come off as conservative. <laughs> I just want to say Cam dancing is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Until Callie started dancing, and that was pretty funny, too. No, his dancing is so much more funny, because Callie could, like, kind of dance a little bit, and she, like, was clearly also putting on a show. Cam was for himself. Oh, Cam, Cam was, was dancing his it. stress away. Oh, girl. <laughs> like, as much as I don't like Cam, him saying, I come off as conservative, which is a hysterical statement from <laughs> him, Um, and then his... Him getting so fucking worked up and sweaty, <laughs> dancing, and what is a thong? He looked like a goddamn go-go boy. <laughs> I am, like, shook that he is not right now up on the bar in a gay club working that pole girl. That's what he looked like. He became Kevin from Shameless for a moment. He did. Kevin? Oh, Kevin, yes. Sorry. I, I thought you were going to say fucking Ian, because Ian was, like, actually a go-go boy. But he's actually gay. Kevin's the straight guy who started dancing in the club. Hi, welcome to our Shameless Discussion podcast. Fuck. Oh my god, I love that he found out that he had breast cancer. <laughs> uh, he didn't even have breast cancer. He just had a lump. Which was a great fucking... Plot just line. the... <laughs> Fuck. Okay. And then, and then we really get over to... Callie. Yeah. And... So the, the first thing that happens with Callie tonight... Well, first of all, I just want to throw out and say this whole thing could have been avoided if the broken up couples agreed to wife swap the situation and just give that a whirl. 
I think that would have been fun. What do you mean? I thought. So if Cam and Kayla... No, because we and... know they're also not a match. Do we? Yeah. Oh. That's what this confirmed. Is that like the four of them are not together in any way. That would have been a fun idea still. Oh, whatever. I love that. But go on with what happens. So... Callie and Zach, because Zach tries to pick up Callie. Drops her. On his face, and she starts grinding on his dick. Um, no, it's like his abs, honestly. No, 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 no. He drops her first. No, no, that's what I'm saying. And, his... and then after Zach drops Callie, like, he makes a smooth recovery, be like, hey, let's hump, girl. Okay, first, no, I disagree with that. Because he drops her, she lands on his chest, and he's sort of like, they're just there, and then she just starts bouncing up and down. Like, she's into it. No, this, and you're right, this, like, Callie started this. This was, this was Callie's night to slut it up. And she heard your moral last week she and was did. like, okay, I'll fuck it fine. And Can't keep my hands to myself. She also does some ass-to-ass twerking with another girl, I think Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just wanted to throw that out there. We'll, we'll circle back around to that a little bit, too. We will. Um, and then, so, after... She's bouncing up and down on his abs, which is such a weird way. And I feel like, God, wouldn't that just knock the breath out of you, like, every time? Callie takes my breath away, because she's sitting on my lungs. <laughs> um, and then Zach is like, give me a kiss. And she's like, no. And he gets really weird and pushy about it. Yeah. And he's like, just a kiss on the cheek. And she's like, okay. And he, like, kisses her cheek. And he's like, I think you might be a match. You're... You're nothing that I asked for, but everything I need, which I think we've heard before in this house. No, never mind. We heard Bria. He's everything I asked for. And they gave me everything I wanted. Well, and also there, like, we've heard that line. Variations. We've heard variations of that constantly. Because it's sort of the are you the one, like, motto also. Like, I need to look for what I need, not, like, what I, what I go for all the time. And so Zach and Callie are, like, on each other like flirting and they're both so fucking drunk and literally like like half a foot away tomas and morgan are just sitting there watching them mm-hmm. and tomas is like this sucks for me but like i have no right to be mad and so he's just like this just fucking sucks like it sucks that she just got over me so quickly yeah tomas i feel bad for tomas this episode and morgan is like it's literally been less than 24 fucking hours zach Mm-hmm. Zachary, what the fuck are you doing? And she does the slickest move I've ever seen. She swoops right in. Right, Zach it's is like, beautiful. Zach is like, you, you like are everything I need. And she like crawls in from like under the cameraman, and she's like, so you don't mean me anymore? And I'm like, yes, queen. Oh, Morgan, fucking a. Like I've been a Morgan fan for a while now, but then it is not changing. Right. Like, like the only thing I really have disliked about her is that she keeps giving Zach chances. And I get why she does. Because in this house, things are a little bit different. And, and I think she does genuinely believe, like, regardless of even her feelings, I think she believes that Zach might be her match. Um, I do, too. But So, like, you're, you're totally done. on point with giving her some flack for the chances she gives Zach. But she nailed it this time. And then, oh, and then my favorite part of this whole scene is that we get a quick cutaway to Nutsa grinding back on some guy. I don't even remember who. Probably Brett. It didn't matter. And she says, Morgan, love yourself, bitch, because no one else is going to do it for you while twerking on someone. And I was like, yes, Nutsa, giving good life advice while getting the D. She is proud. She is working it. She She's is getting the dick. <laughs> no, Nutsa for... Season seven MVP, I think. I 
oh, if there was a miscongeniality for the show, she would get it. Absolutely, 100%. I think we should do that. We should award miscongeniality. Okay. Well, and Newt's is a front runner right now. I don't, yeah. Like, it's going to take a lot for somebody to, to dethrone her. Yeah. Um, and then. And also, Kelly chimes in right on cue as well with. Morgan, you know he's a dick, right? Right. Talking about Zach. And so Zach and Morgan, well, Morgan breaks up with Zach, basically. Yeah. And Zach is like, come on, stop it. And he walks away. No, because no, he actually does. Fine, we're done. He walks away. And, and, and then something I wasn't quite sure I was okay with is Morgan then snaps at Callie. Yeah. Which... Like, okay, the ad twerking was a little, like, Callie could have maybe thought about doing that better. But, you know, this is a classic case of Callie and Morgan aren't even that close of friends, I don't believe. Like, I've seen nothing to indicate that. So, it's, it's really a thing where the only person who she should be mad at is the guy. Yeah. Um, Which is also a reoccurring issue we see on this show. It is. People misplacing their anger. And, but uh, even her anger, Morgan, I'll give it to her, because all she did is... Like, Callie's like, it's okay. She's like, you made it worse. Don't talk to me right now. Yeah. Which is so, which is such a reasonable thing to do and feel. Totally. No, I'm like, I quit. Like, when it happened, I was like, hmm. Like, it just seemed a little weird. Right. But, like, I get it. Like, it was just a, if it doesn't become anything, then it becomes a pass. Right. I'm going to assume they smoothed it over. Because my first reaction was, I was like, Callie, like, specifically wasn't kissing him. Like, I was like, you shouldn't be mad. And then I'm like. But Callie was dry humping him all night long, so... Yeah, like, she was she was going at it with somebody who she knew was right. mashed up with somebody, but also Zach is the house sleaze. Like, yeah. he doesn't take any relationship seriously, as far as we can tell. Um, but that line did make me wonder, like, and sort of look back on Callie saying, Morgan, you know he's a dick, right? Right. And what she meant by that, like, did Morgan take that as her trying to excuse Zach? Like, is yeah. Callie making an excuse for him? Or is she calling him on a shit? And I'm honestly still not sure I think, which one it is. I think it's literally just like, you shouldn't get this worked up over him. He's a dick. Like, this and is he's what he got does. a good dick. And that's why I'm here with him know. in this moment. I still don't even think Zach is that hot. Like, oh God, so hot. like, I have no problem acknowledging the attractiveness of men. Zach does nothing for me. Zach does it all for me, girl. But we... I, is it just that plain white boy look? It's the plain white boy look. It's the very nice beard he has. You see, I don't like his beard. It's, it's okay. I don't like it. It's good. It's not too much. It's not too little. And then I, I already thought he was hot beforehand. And then every time he acts like a colossal douche hole, I'm just like, yes, girl, the panties are wet. <laughs> All the more reason to nominate you for season eight of Are You The One? <laughs> yeah! Gay edition. The only thing that'll keep us doing this podcast. Oh God, I would, I would absolutely do a podcast of my season. Ooh, I can hear you crunching your ice. Yeah. Um, and so then I have, how long are we gonna spend on this fucking party? Written down. I mean, the party's most of the fucking episode. It's the whole episode. I didn't party. know that though. I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, I guess we we started with the matchup ceremony. We're not gonna end with the matchup ceremony. So I was like, I guess that's why we did the party. So I was like, okay, great. So now we're going into Mo and Kayla. Right. And Mo actually manages to make a move here. Like, he does a good job. He's like, come sit on my lap. And she's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, I got you water. And she's like, thank you. And he's like, I like you. Like, we should maybe try to be a thing. And, and her response is honestly a little bit reasonable, I'm going to say. No, I, I think, like, it didn't go. Or not a little bit reasonable. It's reasonable. It didn't go as well as it could have. But I would say it went well. Right. Because her answer wasn't no. It was, 
right now is too soon. And Moe's like, okay. too soon, sure, whatever. Like, in, in, in himself, he's like, too soon. Ah. But to her, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll wait. Yeah, like, which is and, the and right honestly, thing to like, do. <laughs> yeah, and like, totally, like, I get for her why it's too soon. It's, and I get for Mo why it's not. Right. Because from his perspective, he's had nobody. And it's like, we're counting down the weeks here, buddy. Like, mm. we don't have a lot of time left. And for her, it's like, I really thought this guy was his, my match. I'm probably going to be with him outside of this house. It's the same day. And it, it's... Or is it the night it's after? It's the night after. It's been one... It's been less than 24 hours. Yeah. Like, so, like, I get where both of them are coming from with this right. one. But I look forward to the... Like, I hope... Mo follows Mo this. Mo follows this through. And I hope Kayla's open to it. At Me least too. from a... Even if she's like, I don't know if we'll ever date, but just maybe he could be my match sort of way. And I feel bad for Mo in that regard that his match is going to be somebody who doesn't actually want... Who just... Yeah. This is a nice guy. Yeah. Like... It does suck. Yeah. Because Mo is a really nice guy, as far as I can tell. Um, and he, he had this interesting line, too, about, like, highlighting a cultural difference for him. Yeah. Which I don't know how much that does or doesn't have to do with it, because as far as I can tell, he also isn't flirting with people, like... Point blank. At all. Not even point blank, just really at all. Okay. So, the party continues, and we get to my least favorite part of the night. The Daniel Callie show, which I, I have a fucking like, I told you so note on my fucking note, which is I knew she fucking liked him and he's a drunk idiot and they start twerking and shit. It, so to be fair and like to put this in perspective, like Sam says, it's not dancing to me. It's having sex with your clothes on. Yeah. And like as much as. I say that sometimes as a joke because I just don't understand the style of dancing. Like, they were sort of just having sex with their clothes on. Like, it went beyond they were twerking on it. Like, they I were grinding. I, I would have been pissed too. No. Let me put it that way. And, and, and another thing Sam says that really fucking resonates with me is not her. Uh huh. Which is so true because of her past with her ex sleeping with her friends. Uh huh. And I just want to bring that back. That douchebag slept with. More than one of her friends. Yeah. 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 Like, I super get her, like, PTSD flashbacks. Um, And then Sam. Oh, so I love Lewis trying to comfort her. He really does his best. Lewis, Lewis was really nice to Sam, and I think he overall did a good job. Like, and, and this, this goes to my point, that if she's not a match with Daniel, I think she may legitimately be a match with Lewis. I agree. Like... Because they do have so much compatibility. They and do. they don't have that romantic attraction. Which, but, it's, like, but it's hard to know from a fucking test, are these two people going to be sexually interested in one another? Exactly. And, and like, as much as I call complete bullshit on all of the matchmaking stuff that they do, like, I'd be willing to believe that, you know, there's such a close similarity between, like... Certain people. Romantic partners right. and best friends. Yes. Like, there's... The only real difference is the desire You're to have straight. sex right there. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we said the same thing. <laughs> no, and we did. Like, that's honestly the truth is there's very little difference in a lot of ways no, between the two. Right. Um, so I can totally see them being, at least on paper, a match. Right. Um, but then Bria takes over the comforting. Right. And she does such, like, she's clearly trying, but she Bria comforts and does such a bad job. And she says something that I so, so disagree with. 
which is don't let anyone ever see you cry. That means you're weak. Yeah, like don't react. Did she literally tell her don't react? Like don't let them see you. You don't have feelings. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like man up, Bri- uh, man up, Sam. I know. I and was like, like, oh, like you clearly think you're helping, but this is not a good pep talk. And the problem is, like, can it we does get Lewis help back Sam here? Is the problem? Well, it helps her do the wrong thing. Well, yeah, it helps Sam go back to who she was, which is the girl who fucking comes over to Callie and says, and I quote, do you think it's okay to rub your vagina all over my guy? <laughs> and then she starts swinging. Not actually, but almost. She tries to. Does I think if she? She, if she got closer, she grabbed. She grabbed at least twice. And I think if she was given a little bit more freedom, it would have quickly turned into clawing and scratching and punching. Oh, they, they definitely would have cat fought. But it, it, this part just made me sad because we've seen Sam right. come so far. And to see this backslide. And, and, and this intercut with her confessionals, like, it's better to just hate everybody. It's better to not have emotions. I opened up and I got fucked. Like, this is why I didn't do this. And I felt so bad for her. I felt so bad for her, except for, and then she said a great quote, which I also am going to submit for possible title, Uh which is, I know where you live, bitch. I know where you fucking live, bitch. (laughs) Yes, the same place we all live. Uh, Well, that's what was great about it, too, is like, do you mean like, because we're all going to bed in the same house or because like you told me where you live in fucking your home state and I'll get on a fucking plane, come to your house, knock on your door and continue to yell. I know where you live. I like to imagine she meant like. You know, five feet away from us, the big house. Yeah, like where, I know we where you live. live. Right there. <laughs> We're here. Like, if it, it would have been just slightly better if she said, I know where you sleep. Because there <laughs> at least is a bunch of rooms to sleep in. Uh-huh. Like, that would have at least been a little bit less and just, uh, and, jarring. And it sort of, like, <laughs> comes out as a reminder of, like, hey, like, we're all living together. Do you really want to start shit? Right. And, like, there will be times when you can't defend yourself. But that's. I know where you fucking live, bitch. This was not one of Sam's better moments. But then, but honestly, for it, this is Daniel's fault. Absolutely. Daniel and Callie's fault. But it was like Daniel's the one who was with someone. So it's Daniel's fault. I, well, I'll, well, no, because Callie's her best, best friend. friend. Yeah. It's both their fault. It does. And so we'll, we'll go into that later. But this is where we see what a good person Daniel is. Because A, he picks Sam up and just walks away with her. And then we get to see him say, I fucked up because in her past, her boyfriend slept with her exes and I reminded her of that situation. And Uh I made her think I was like that guy because I acted like that guy and I need to never do this again. And I don't want to hurt her. He he apologized to her. He gave a real apology and he explained why he was wrong, which is such an important piece to any genuine apology of like, it's more than just, I won't do it again because you say so. It's, I won't do it again because I understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling. And like, I don't want to cause that again. And this, and this is just a really good moment for Daniel too. Because this very could have easily come out as the episode that turned me on Daniel. Right. Smooch villain. Smooch and villain. like. True smooch villain. Smooch villain strikes again ah, sort of thing. Smooch bandit. But, but no, Daniel, you're right. Like he genuinely felt bad that he hurt her. At the time, didn't realize he was hurting her and now understands what was wrong. Like, again, MTV, like this is you've managed to actually teach somebody something completely by accident. Granted, you don't get credit for this, but but like somebody learned something on your show. And then because Daniel even says in past relationships, this is probably the point where we would have packed in the towel and said, I don't need this shit. Yeah, but he doesn't. And he means it because he really likes Sam. Because he really likes Sam. And I genuinely hope 
they're a that match. they can move well a that they're a match but also that they can move forward from i agree this. and i think they will be able to and then we gotta see more of a Callie i don't like uh-huh because Callie's like you should be mad at him like he's your boyfriend which first of all sam is mad at him but second of all you're her friend like and like one of her closest friends in this right. house like they call each other best friends right that's the thing is like absolutely you should always be mad at the person cheating except you are cheating on her because you're yeah. her best friend and that is a relationship you can cheat on someone with by fucking their boyfriend yep and Callie is just like it's not my fault i don't care like she should get over it and i was like oh no is Callie just a bitch i don't i think drunk Callie is i think Callie when she when she gets like really drunk and party like i think she has a party side to her where she just turns off like I don't her know. senses of empathy and remorse and shit but like i don't, I, I just ah i just this and then the thing with tomas i'm like this episode has turned me on Callie, and we'll have to see if it continues. Yeah, no, we might have lost another one this time because I was such a big. Cal- I she seemed such... like such a sweetheart, right? She seemed like a gen. She seemed like another Kayla, but she wasn't. Not quite a Kayla. Like she seemed like a Kayla, but sluttier in a yeah, fun way. Yeah, she seemed like a, a more like a party Kayla, right? Like the the R rated Kayla, exactly. Kayla's a little bit PG thirteen, which I love. But instead, she might be in Asia, where she's just like a sleeper bitch. Yeah, she's a sleeper agent. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. And then <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to her. So then I wrote, oh, my God, the party is still going on. Is this the whole episode? Three question marks. I wrote, I guess Kenya feels like she didn't get her chance to freak out because then she goes next. <laughs> she, he's talking to. Well, OK, so here's the thing is I wanted to make fun of her. And I did. I did make fun of her in my notes. <laughs> and we will. And we will. But I do have written after all of that. In all fairness, he has revenge fucked Jasmine, and he has just fucked Jasmine before. Like, that is kind of a person she does genuinely get to be paranoid about. Oh, yeah. like, she, it's not that she doesn't have a point, it's just that it's Kenya. Her. Yeah. Like, I don't she, even hate Kenya, she's just... She's lost all empathy from me. A, she was really drunk, if not on something. Because, like, the, the emotions she was feeling at the degree they were, and the way she was expressing them, screamed, like... I'm coming down from Molly. I I want I was gonna say Molly myself. Yes, this she seems just like had an, so many feelings. This seemed like an ecstasy party. This is one of the episodes where like it wasn't so much of an open secret, so much as an open statement that like half of these people are like really out of their minds. Yeah, because they were just sort of really out of their minds. They really were. Uh, but we got to see it, especially with Kenya, and it was the most fun I've had watching her in a while because she was just like a completely different person. Sob it. Who is she even talking Brett. to? To Brett. Tell what does he say when I'm not there? Tell me. <laughs> just what? Just please tell me what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> like he knows. Moment. Like, oh yeah. Let me just open up my hold telepathetic connection. My, yeah, me and oh, hold on. Earpiece. Hey, Tevin, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I just her voice was so whiny, and I hated it. And I just don't. I just want to see less of them. And this is the moment when I was like, you know what? I'm happy they're going into the truth booth. Like, It'll be nice that they're gone. Like, they're gone. Yeah. I won't have to see them. They'll, well, they'll be disappeared from my mind, and the season will lose. And also, let's not forget how bad Kenya was to Tevin. Like, what Tevin is doing this evening should not even register on the badness scale between them. Like, they've gone back and forth with hate-fucking and shit so much that, like... Talking. That a conversation, like... 
I don't know, maybe she's afraid because it's the first time he didn't get revenge with his dick, and he's actually using his mouth for a change. But like, maybe it, that's the worry. It's not even revenge. It's just... It was... It was mildly flirty talking. Which he shouldn't have done. Like, no. Look, Tevin's not getting a pass here. It's just Kenya was so much more interesting in all of this, and it didn't really oh. go anywhere, it so... Because he was doing nothing, and she... And here's what I'll give her credit for. She realized she was being crazy. Yeah. And she stopped. Well, she didn't stop. She kept it to her corner, which, like, props. She did- That's all I ever wanted from her, was for her to stay in the corner and live her crazy life. <laughs> no, and Kenya, honestly, like, as much as we're enjoying making fun of her for this, because she deserves it, like, she, she did the best she could with the drugs she was on. And, yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about them on the date, obviously. Yeah. So. So are you ready to get to the next morning? The party's over! Woo! 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 Time Fuck for my party finally. to start. <laughs> um, so Kenya... So the next morning we hear from Kenya as a quick aside, and she's basically like, yeah, I don't remember. I think I went crazy. We'll have to see if, like, anything happens. And then it doesn't. Like, basically last night and her freak out didn't happen because she was even, she was just too out of it to even remember exactly why she was feeling that way. Yeah. And then we get to Callie, and I have some quotes I want to enter. Please do. Um, So Callie says, I like girls when I'm drunk. To which Lewis responds, you like it. I I love love it. it. Yes. Oh, and once again, Lewis just nails it. And Callie disappointed me a bit. Because it's the next morning. They're sober. Mm-hmm. Sam is clearly still upset. Although Kenny claims to still be drunk. She probably is. She probably She's not drunk, but maybe she's feeling the afterglow. She's hungover as fuck. Oh, yeah. Anyways, and Callie's like, she shouldn't even be mad at me. Like, it's Daniel's fault. And my thing is, absolutely, Sam should be mad at Daniel. But here's the thing. Sam was mad at Daniel. And Daniel apologized. Daniel handed it like a fucking adult. And you're just like, it's not my fault. I did nothing wrong. Well, no, she, Callie, as quick as she was to write off Tomas, is like, well, I guess I'm not friends with her anymore. Right. Like, and she's just so ready to cross people out of her life. And like, which I, no, like there are reasons to do that. But she, her reasoning is the lowest bar. She did something wrong, and it's like, well, she got mad, so... Right. It's like she's holding me accountable for my mistakes. Ugh, fuck her. <laughs> so now we go ATVing. Right, finally. And Kwasi wins. He beat them all. He left them in his dust. He did. He won a non-competitive event. Good job, <laughs> Kwasi. Beast mode. Beast mode. So we get with the very first thing. It's like, oh, look, ATVs, and we're back at the house. <laughs> and people are like, we shouldn't send 10... Tenya in because because we already know the answer right which they don't know i guess they've forgotten that they're a perfect match fully but they're like well they're insurance policy so they're like yeah we should send other people in like tevin and morgan or kawasi and kenya and it's like you guys are trying to lose this season Mm -hmm. i mean like okay so here's the deal with the truth booth this week I get that there were really no other strong possibilities to send in. Like, am I, calling, am I calling shenanigans from MTV for setting them up for this? Maybe a little. But, <laughs> but honestly, like, they didn't have a better option. And I acknowledge that. No, they did. They did have a better option. Morgan and Kawasi. Like, sure, it would have eliminated, like, three possibilities. But that's... But you want to keep them in the house. They're your insurance policy. No, yeah. Tevin and Kenya. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with oh, okay, you. Okay, great. Like, it sounded I, like you were disagreeing with me, and I was No, uh, it's because I'm making eye contact yeah, with I you know. while saying passionate uh, words. Uh, 
Um, no, but so like I acknowledge the fact that there weren't really like strong other options to put in, but yeah. getting rid of Tevin and Kenya is just stupid. It's short-sighted. They're looking at, we can get an immediate second perfect match on the board. Not really recognizing that it's already on the board. Right. Like, just because it doesn't automatically show up as a light doesn't mean it doesn't count. And right. you can't do it every week. Right. And also it means every week you won't black out. Yeah. <sighs> and then we are back on the date. And really all we get to see is Tevin and Kenya, which is fine. Not even really. Like, all we see is Tevin and Kenya. Like, we... MTV isn't willing to even pretend that we don't know how this is going to go. And so Tevin has some actually pretty profound advice if it was coming from not him, (laughs) which is she's like, I trust you, but I don't trust other people. And he says, it takes two people to do something. So your trust in me should be enough, which is really good advice for like trust relationships and issues Mm -hmm. except you've revenged fuck someone (laughs) not just someone the person she's concerned about you revenge fucking or and you've done it multiple times again like like you've like this is great advice for someone else to give to someone else (laughs) good words does not apply this time right Um, but whatever i'm so happy they're a match yeah no it's we're just revising history here they've always been great they're a perfect match fucking love is in the air whatever so Uh, we get back from the date because we don't even bother like checking in with any like right i was like wow that was a really quick date i I wish we got to see kwasi and morgan on a date again honestly like i wish we got to see them not like each other just one more time and be like hey remember how it went last time yep still feeling the same way yeah kwasi you're still kind of a shit i'm morgan and i'm okay and I approve this message. <laughs> but we go to the truth booth. And I was like, okay, I was like, fair enough. Like, the party was really long. The date was really short. So they could just get through the truth booth. Great. And we get yeah, to the truth booth. Because we need to leave some time for the matchup ceremony at the end of this, right? right. No, I, I didn't think there was even going to be a matchup ceremony. I thought it was going to end with them. Like, are they a match? Are they not a match? We'll find out, like, at the end of the episode. So they picked Kevin and Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> and they're i'm like right like they're a match and they're like oh are they a match like oh we don't know we literally know and then y'all should as well well and here's the fucking thing is they go into the truth booth and then it fades out for the episode and i'm like garbage and then we hear like the noise and then we just hear the house go yeah and i'm like so MTV isn't actually really trying to hide it either. Like the cast knows, we know, and like literally everybody knows, and we're somehow pretending that this is a cliffhanger. Like right. they were just so desperate to end this episode on something to bring us back that they drove us farther away. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this episode went long too. We had a lot to bitch about. Yeah, we but... were we were so ready to power through it, and we spent so much time bitching and talking about the fact that we're not used to seeing each other when we do this. So do you want to just pump through the statistics real oh, we, quick? I totally forgot we had stats. Yeah, let's not this out. Because we have the stats from the matchup ceremony, which, by the way, they are down to 128 combos left. So they should have it by the end of the calendar year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Morgan and Zach are a 70% chance likely to be a match. That's too bad for Morgan. So if, she deserves so much if better. If they can get them as not, a no match, they will know pretty much what's going on. Um, and also, Nutsa and Brett are a 42% match, and those are really the standouts. Um, and then Tevin and Kenya are a match. We know that now. I'm glad Nutsa might get what she wants. Like, honestly, that just makes me, it would make me really happy if she and Brett were a perfect match, and she got it, and she had her happy 
ever ending after. Yeah. That's not the phrase. What is it? Happy ever after ending. Yep. Um, the, what really upsets me is that the chances of Sam and Daniel being a match is not very high. What it's is it? 4.7. That's not not very high. That's extremely low, Aubrey. It's, it's, it's in fact, no, it's not even our lowest. Not very high is the ultimate optimist approach the to reading that number. The only person she has a less likely chance of being with is Mo. <laughs> Poor Mo. Um, who, so who do the stats say might be her match? Andrew. Oh, that makes sense. It's, I don't know who he is. Well, so it's, it's the, she's most likely going to be with Andrew. Andrea is most likely not going to be with her. Like, he has people who are a higher percentage for him. So who, then, is her second most? Uh, Tom, Tomas. Okay. At 17%. All of her percents are really low, because the only people that she has, like, a confirmed no match with are Shamoy and Tevin. And she sat with so many people that it's, like, really scattershot for her. Fair enough. I'm hoping it's Daniel. Like, I know the odds are very low. But, but honestly, if they are, are so that's nice really together. good info. Yeah, and she likes them. Like, I don't know. I'd like to put the two of them together. Um, So we did it, huh? That's another episode of the Boom Boom Room. Uh, this has been cool. Uh, yeah. Maybe you should take the trip up every week to record. I oh, think okay. that would be handy. Yeah. It's only what, like six, seven hours? Yeah, it's not that far. So yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of the Boom Boom Room. We're sorry. Uh, special edition. Yeah, we're sorry it was a shitty episode. No, God, no. I'm not apologizing for that. I'm personally really sorry that we've given the show another season. Because I really think we only got this season because of you and me, Taylor. That's true. We Our numbers for last season, for se- our coverage of season six, mm-hmm. were definitely higher than the, the actual show of the actual show. I know. So it's actually really sad. We're keeping the show on the air. And it feels like... I feel like we're a kind of vampire on society where we're stealing resources that could go to people who need it or shows that need it. Well, we pulled in what? 2.5 million last season? I think almost three. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thanks. For listening. Thank you, one listener, for listening three and a half million times. Mom, you're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, kidding. My mom doesn't know I do this. No. I've been your expert, Taylor. And I'm in the room, Aubrey. <laughs> I think that's better than last week. It is. I'm 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 physically here. Emotionally, no, but physically. But you're here. It's 50% of the battle. All right. As always, it'd be great if you left us a review on iTunes. It'd be even better if it was a good one that didn't call us racist. As always, you can write us in at tbbrpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts or questions. Uh, I'll re- I'll, we will literally read what you email us on the show if you want, like, we get zero emails. Yours could literally be the word poop, and we'd probably mention it. Oh, hell yes. That would be like the entire episode would hey, be poop just jokes. Just the word poop. Yes. Um, but before we go, Aubrey, what is the moral of this week? So. I, I've gone back to having two morals. And this week, they're both fun morals. The first one is no party is a party without Molly. <laughs> Invite that girl to everything, girl. And then my second moral <laughs> is if you just try hard enough, you can win anything. <laughs> like, I could make it into a serious moral and talk about, like, putting in effort. But let's just leave it at that. Like, if people don't know they're competing against you, you have a really good advantage on them.
<laughs> Music fades in. Love you guys. That the biggest romances are as we're doing the dances as we were making advances when our eyes met. It was like, hey, I like that. That joke could be the one. Are you the one? I really have associated that show with that song with the show. I genuinely forget it's not the theme song. Like when the theme song starts every time, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay.